Bowl. It's game day for Cougar football. BYU and Memphis, two hours away from kickoff, we'll talk to ESPN's Trevor Maddich. Plus, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, and what a win today would really mean for BYU football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Marlins Park, site of the Miami Beach Bowl, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Party in the city where the heat is on. It's game day. That's exactly right. In Miami. Shout out to Will Smith off the top. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Miami Beach travel agent after your week here. You're an expert, Jerem Jordan. That wouldn't be too bad. And by the way, look at the scenery behind us. I know if you're listening on BYU Radio, you can't see it, but on BYU TV, we are in center field at Marlins Park on the Fox Sports pre- and post-game set. Fantastic spot to be in. This view is fantastic. Center, uh, we're in center field. Home plate's way over there. The field is here. Some players are out warming up right now. Countdown to kickoff coming up in an hour. We'll get you set on this show and that show. It looks great. 81 degrees, about 72% humidity. Uh, the most humid we've felt in the past uh, five days of being here. Uh, so get out that pickle juice for BYU. It's December 22nd. <laughs> And That's it's fantastic. 80 plus degrees. Now, if you've seen a highlight uh, at Marlins Park, every time they hit a home run, this huge Marlin fish thing yeah. goes out in That's center. Right. We are, it's That's, literally to our left. To our left, yeah. Anyway, it's fantastic to be here. Kind of a surreal experience for sure to see this baseball stadium turn into a football field. Both teams will have their own individual sidelines, which is different than last year. Uh, in the fight hunger bowl, and they, uh, the bowl has marked off some of the lower, some of the lower seats, some of the top, I don't know, twenty rows or so in certain areas, so that the fans can get up a little bit higher and see that. Last year was a little awkward in the fight hunger bowl, yeah. where both teams were on one side, but the setting is nice. Uh, the grass right now, the natural grass where there's actually grass in the outfield, fine, but where they've put down, I went around and walked down earlier. We both did, where they put down uh, grass. Planted it in where there's uh, infield warning track. It's a little different, a little mushy, a little different to the field. It's soft. I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see how that plays in the game today. This is built on the site of the old Orange Bowl. So really, the, it's the spirit of college football that lives on. The U. Yes. The actual the U. The, U. the Orange Bowl letters from the old Orange Bowl Stadium are outside used as, like, uh, artistic statues, if you, if you will. So very cool scene. It started in East Hartford, Connecticut for BYU, and now it will end in Miami, Florida, and the Miami Beach Bowl. Okay, you already talked about the weather conditions. That's, that's obviously a concern for BYU. They haven't played in a ton of humidity other than or, in Orlando, Orlando they against played, Central they Florida. They've played this kind of game already. It is an early game, too, to Eastern time, to local time here. That's also a challenge. It's a Monday, whatever. Memphis has to play in the same conditions. Whatever, let's go. Wherever and however you're dialed in, by the way, great to have you with us on this Monday, December 22nd. Join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Get involved. Sound off on what you think about Jerem's topic that he's about to present. What would getting a ninth win today mean for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Durbin Wilson. A ninth win will give us the feeling of a salvaged season. I don't know what was salvaged, but it was salvaged. I said that earlier as well. I agree. I'm not sure what it was that BYU salvaged, but you have that feeling, hey, it could have been a lot worse. 
I think people thought that this season was going to be the Texas game. Yeah. That was the peak moment. That's not your regression to the mean, right? That happened. Injuries, whatnot. I think ninth wins would be really nice. Some fans think this is a down year, Spencer. That's ridiculous. Given what's Nine happened, no wins way. would be nice. Yes. Nice. I know the yes. standards are high for BYU. This is in the 80s. BYU's not winning the national championship. They're not in the New Year's Six. If you can win nine, all right, you did something. Salvage is a good word to use. So yes. I, I agree with that tweet and, and the use of, of that word. By the way, you look nice. You're getting ready for countdown. I'm in shorts. I wish I were in shorts <laughs> and wearing this a This is polo. one time where I actually feel appropriately dressed. Yeah. <laughs> you always outdress me today. I'm like, I win today. <laughs> you do. You do. You fit the You're Miami, sweat the Miami a sto- swag. A, up a store, man. I'm already. I'm doing nothing, and already it's it's Get beginning. Get this man a towel. Hey, by the way, what a weekend in BYU Sports Nation. The women's volleyball team competed in the national championship. Didn't end the way that BYU wanted it to, but they got to the national championship. Remarkable run. I mean, historic stuff that BYU pulled off as an unseated team. Our hearty congratulations to Sean Olmstead, the national coach of the year from the AVCA, what a run. and all of the ladies. Yeah, awesome. And then you have men's basketball. We talked about how big that game with Stanford was. Would Tyler Haas play? He starts, he scores the first two buckets, right? Ends up with 24. He was five for his first five. A fantastic performance from Tyler on a bum yeah. ankle. That was a big win for BYU, too. Joe Lenardi yesterday tweeted that BYU is the fourth team out right now. Yeah. So that win got BYU in a better bubble Stay position. Stay in the mix. And Stay in the conversation. And UMass tomorrow, that's on BYU TV. Another big, big game, for game BYU. tomorrow. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler will have that call in the afternoon. BYU Sports Nation, as always, simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU Today TV. it's more beautiful. It is. <laughs> the, the backdrop is uh, unparalleled right now. And with that said, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Nine wins or bust. Man, this is well, we got a little bust deal as here. far as I'm concerned. And the ninth win as a culmination of this season would mean a lot. And uh, not only do I want it personally and maybe even selfishly, I would love to have it for this particular team and this particular group of players going out as kind of the signature of this season. BYU and Memphis in the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl. We are just under two hours away from kickoff here in South Beach. We've been throwing around the number nine all week, Jam, really uh, since BYU beat California to get to eight wins, okay? But is nine really that much more important to the players and the coaches? You better believe it is. Listen to Christian Stewart. Given the circumstances of this season, if we could pull out nine wins, I think it would be huge for this program. I mean, that four-game skid, it was, it was a freaky thing and just a lot of different things went wrong. It was kind of the perfect storm. And if we can bounce back from that on a five-game win streak, nine-win season, I feel like it's a very successful season for us. Nine is greater than eight, correct? Uh, that's a scientific yes, that, fact. That, <laughs> It beats eight, and that's the total number of wins that BYU has had in each of the last two seasons. My initial thought with that is, okay, but this schedule was not as tough as last year's, right? A nine is almost equal to what eight was last year. But listen, listen, in ten years, you're going to forget how strong the schedule was probably. You're just going to, like, how strong was the schedule in 01 when BYU went 12-0? Whatever. How many games did you win? How many did you lose in that season? It'd be salvaging something. A five-game win streak would be nice to end the season. But you graduate your quarterback in this, Stewart, so you feel a little different because the season's almost like you reset and you, it, it's just totally different with Taysom Hill next year. Now, believe it or not, I've looked at a number of different polls. Everyone has I, their, I own, their own formula that uh, determines strength of schedule. 
And this year's schedule, well, after the season progressed, BYU's played against seven different bowl teams. They had eight bowl teams on their schedule last year. But you had seven P5s whereas this year's True. So in the P5 category, it is a bit less, but it's n in terms of overall strength of schedule. What does that mean? It's not what's that the, much less difficult. What's the criteria of, of that? Overall record? Yeah. So well, I'm saying if BYU's strength of schedule last year was 65 and this year it's 68, nine, hey, I'll take nine wins over eight. You, it's it's one more win than last year when that was a tough schedule because of the P5 heavy schedule. It's tough to complain about nine wins. I, th I think maybe BYU's program standards are too high, right? Uh, all the injuries happen. Do you accept that those happen and that do you accept losing is the real question. I think a lot of BYU fans out there just don't accept losing. This was supposed to be a validating independent year. It was supposed to be, especially when Texas happened, what fans thought an 11 or 12 win season, maybe 13 if you get crazy, if you get weird, and we get weird on this show. But it's nine, or it could be nine. It might end up eight. I think if BYU loses this game, you have, you have a sour taste in your mouth. If you win nine, you go, all right, okay. Certainly. You would win a seventh bowl game in 10 years. Now, that's important. That's really important. End the season with five straight wins after a winless October. You could go four wins, four losses, five wins. Listen, just worry about what you can control, right? Those losses happened. That's over. Get it was nine. terrible. Everyone hated it. That much is obvious. But if you can finish on a five-game win streak, that's a lot of good mojo going into the offseason. That could help with recruiting. You go into February, signing day, spring ball, which right now, by the way, unless BYU signs a quarterback, McCoy Hill's getting all the first-team reps in spring ball. <laughs> wow. I would imagine he's, that will not hold until fall. He's the 60-play uh, the kid warming up that play 60 kid warming up with uh, Cam hey, That's McCoy him. Hill right Let now. Let him maximize the experience <laughs> and, and get those reps in if that's, you might what, get it, some if that's reps what it comes to. Now, going back to what Bronco Mendenhall has done as a coach in bowl games, he's enjoyed – unparalleled success in this program. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. Bronco Mendenhall has never lost back-to-back -back games in his tenure at BYU Zero. He, he lost in 05 to Cal. Marshawn Lynch, by the way, what a run from him last night. That was amazing against Arizona. Yeah, beast mode is still in full effect. Then he lost in 08 against Arizona. Arizona. Rob Gronkowski in that game. And then, of course, last year against Washington. So Bronco uh, has never lost back-to-back -back -back bowl games. He can avoid that once again here today. His team trying to prevent that uh, from changing up. You talked about going into the offseason with the win. There is undoubtedly mojo that, that carries over. No question, if you win a bowl game, you take some mojo into January, and then that carries into spring football. It's very important to feel good going into the offseason. It's kind of a weird deal because there's not continuity from this season to next because you lose Craig Bills, who won't play today. Uh, you lose Christian Stewart, a quarterback, Jordan Leslie. So you lose some main guys, right? But you return Taysom Mills. So it's almost like you just, you're playing Nintendo back in the day. You're playing Tecmo Super Bowl. You just press, re you just press reset. It's, a, it's not like, all right, we build on this and we go. It's just a different season next year. By the way, this is the weirdest stat for this game today. BYU will start at six different quarterback in the last six years in the bowl game. Yeah. It, Talk about no continuity from year to year with the same guy. Injuries, graduation, transfers. But still winning the majority of those bowl games. That has to say something, right? 
It says BYU won the majority of those bowl games. That's exactly right. That's what it says. You can also establish uh, a feeling of, I'm not going to call it dominance, but superiority in a way over a conference champion in Memphis. This is a team that's one of three tri-champs of the AAC. Yeah, It's a prove-yourself game. You have a chance to beat an AAC champion. Our Twitter question today, and use the hashtag BYUSN to get involved, is what would a ninth win mean for BYU today? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At UCLA Grad 90, our good friend Nicole Williams, Jamal's what mother, up? chiming in. A nine-win season is great considering the injuries, and she used the word great. We've had discussions about great between good, good and great. It makes next season that much better. That plays right into what we've been talking about during this open of the show. There's a little bit of connection from year to year, but I don't think it's as much as if Taysom Hill was the quarterback this year for sure. At Biff underscore Savage. Redemption and reminder of what could have been an exceptional season if not for the injuries. That's that's the overriding feeling for the season, unfortunately, is what could have been for a lot of people because BYU was really good at the beginning. Ranked 18th, 4-0, you beat Virginia, and then bang, biscuit, downward. But now finish we- positive. Just control what you can control. We're just getting started on BYU Sports Nation live from Marlins Park in Miami. Up next... Trevor Maddich, the man from ESPN, on a bowl game edition of Maddich Monday. Continue to send in your responses. Oh, by the way, using the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation with Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton live from the Miami Beach Bowl on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Marlins Park in Miami, Florida. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Coming up next, countdown to kickoff. A full hour from Provo and Miami with Spencer. Uh, Dave, Blaine, Brian, and David. And a uh, crazy crowd of BYU fans will get you set for BYU and Memphis here in the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl. From Marlins Park, uh, both teams, it appears, or maybe just Memphis, it looks like, is out on the field right now warming hey. up, taking it easy as they get ready for kickoff at 2 Eastern time on ESPN. We have about three minutes to sprint down from here to the field. We're told, after, by the way. After this, uh, BYU Sports Nation wraps up. We're told BYU just arrived uh, in their bus, typically uh, close to two hours before the game, so they just arrived, going to lock for locker room for a little bit and then they'll come out but yeah you got to get down on the field brother right after did we you bring have your a track shoes? let's have a race let's not our twitter question today <laughs> what would a ninth win today mean for byu football use the hashtag byusn to reply you already heard what bronco mendenhall and christian stewart had to say a few minutes ago let's ask trevor maddich better known for maddich mondays on es on byu sports nation and a college football analyst on espn trevor what would a win today in Miami mean for BYU and getting to that number nine win mark? We cannot hear Trevor. So we're, not, we'll, we're not hearing Trevor Mattis right now, so we'll, uh, we'll do our best to, to get him on as uh, we are broadcasting live from Miami. Now, uh, what I do want to talk about, Jerem, is what I think it would mean for BYU to get to nine wins this year. We talked a little bit in the A block about the fact that nine is greater than eight, but it's, it's more than that because of what happened. No Taysom, no Jamal, no Craig Bills. Alani Fua out for most of the year. Brownson Kafusi, another great defender, out for a number of games. 
because of what happened, you have to understand, you have to see it from a wide perspective about what BYU has an opportunity to do here in winning a bowl game and getting to nine wins with all of your quote-unquote studs out for the season. So while it's not 10 or 11 wins, for me it kind of feels like that because of the adversity that this team has faced all year. And so getting nine wins, in my opinion, would be a huge yet, uh, I guess, overlooked for some fans. Oh, it will be because it's nine and you just feel like you wanted more from the Texas, post-Texas. Listen, I've talked about this throughout the season. The standard may be a little too high. What we think is should be 10-plus wins, maybe it's nine. I don't know. Do you want to settle? I'm telling you, happiness is managing expectations. And with this season, given the injuries, I think nine would be nice. Now, the challenge is interesting because Memphis is a tri-champion out of the American Athletic Conference. We'll talk with the commissioner, Mike Oresco, coming up. I don't know how good Memphis is. I saw Cincinnati and East Carolina and UCF, and I thought, you know what? Those are, those are decent teams. Memphis is in that category. However, they did not play UCF, who BYU played, and that was a tough game. The BYU lost in OT. And East Carolina, they lost to Houston. But they did play the other tri-champ, Cincinnati. So there's the one you can hang your hat on. Are they the team, and we talked to Bronco about this on Saturday, are they the team that played with UCLA, hung with UCLA, had a drive to tie, but didn't? Are they the team that hung for a little while with Ole Miss? Are they the team that beat Cincinnati? Or are they the team that needed a field goal to beat Temple? I don't know. Now, the low point for them was that five-turnover game against Houston, which they only lost by four. So, Memphis, in my opinion, the most complete team BYU will play this year. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. I know. I know you don't agree with that, but that, that is my opinion. Let's go back now to ESPN's Trevor Maddich joining us for a bowl edition of Maddich Monday. Trevor, what would a win mean for BYU and getting to that number nine mark here in Miami? Okay, we're still going to effort Trevor. He, we've got him on the line. We're just going to patch him up. Live television is a very real and fun thing sometimes. Well, I can hear somebody. Trevor's normally, and then I Trevor's normally louder than that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're still efforting Trevor Maddich. Now, now the challenge today for BYU else. is offense versus Memphis's defense. They have a top 25 defense in several things, second in scoring uh, in red zone defense. They're also number one in the country in red zone offense. They're the best at getting into the red zone and then making sure they score. Meanwhile, BYU, I think, is, comes in confident. After the Cal game, 42-35, Christian Stewart played his best game. Can he play a similar type of game? He doesn't have to be that good. That was really good. But can the BYU offense score on this Memphis defense enough? And can the BYU defense do what they did against Cal, which was play well enough. We're going to call a timeout and get Trevor Maddich on the line with us here from Marlins Park. BYU Sports Nation continues after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Broadcasting from Miami, Florida at Marlins Park and the Miami Beach Bowl. BYU Sports Nation rolls on Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Coming up right after BYU Sports Nation, top of the hour countdown to kickoff live from Provo and right here in Miami. We will get you set for the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl between BYU and Memphis, the tri-champs out of the AAC. We'll talk to Mike Oresco coming up in this segment as well, the commissioner. Third time's a charm for Trevor Maddich of ESPN joining us on a Maddich Monday, a bowl edition. Trevor, we've, uh, we've put it out there so that everyone has been able to marinate for quite a while on 
what it would mean for BYU to get to nine <laughs> wins. For you, what would getting a ninth win for the BYU Cougars mean to this 2014 season? Well, it would mean they finished the season winning five in a row, including a very good team in a bowl game, a, a conference co-champion. And that's important because that, that stretch in October where they went 0-4 when Taysom Hill got hurt, that was a horrible stretch. I mean, horrible. I mean, no wins to give any kind of breath of fresh air. The next thing you know, they win four in a row. And if they can wrap up with this one, then there's no reason for them to think that they can't go into this offseason with all the hopes going into next year flying high. We've had a fun time, Trevor, in Miami. You played in the NFL, been to Miami a bunch in your time, I'm sure. What was your favorite Miami activity? My favorite Miami activity was beating the Miami Dolphins, by the way. <laughs> Listen, I've been to South Beach, and it's, it's like way above my pay grade, way above my pay grade. You know, we used to go to, to the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, and it was pretty wholesome, a lot of families. South Beach, you have a lot of very, very, very advanced, rich, hot people and I'm thinking that you two guys fit right in. They probably think you guys flew over from Calais or something like that, from Cannes, you know, from hobnobbing with George Clooney and Angelina Jolie. That's probably the crowd you're hanging out with. But I'll tell you what, that's an awesome place that you're in right now. Spencer's the king of hobnobbing, so that fits in wow. perfectly. And we well, no, the thing there, is, he doesn't hobnob. He just sits there and let, lets the stars come hobnob with him. That's, that's the great <laughs> position to be in. That is. Hey, I'm so glad that we got you on today, Trevor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to get you in a lot of trouble now. before we're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Bring it on. Joining us now, Trevor Mattis of ESPN College Football Expert, Insider, and Analyst. Trevor, let's talk about the bowl game experience for you. Do you have a, a most memorable bowl game memory? Before we get back into Cougars and, and, and Memphis, let's ask you about your favorite bowl game memory. Well, the, all the Holiday Bowls, all four of them were fantastic. I mean, we won the national championship on the last one my senior year, and it was surreal because the, the confetti was in the air and, and the final gun had sounded on the season and we knew that we would be ranked number one. And it was like, it was like a dream. It was like it hadn't happened. And everybody sought out their teammates. The first guys I sought out after that national championship Holiday Bowl win against Michigan was the guys on the scout team. The guys that were on the practice squad that, that we practiced against, and they knew us really well. And the guys that practiced against me knew every weakness that I had, and they hammered those weaknesses home every day in practice. And it was really hard, I mean really hard, because they knew what to do, that, that it was hard for me to deal with, and they made me better at it. Those were the first guys that I went to, and I told them that that national championship was every bit as much theirs as it was those who started and played the game because they were indispensable to that win. And I think the aftermath of that Holiday Bowl and just acknowledging that and just knowing that is a really humbling thing. It is a team effort. Today about 24 BYU Cougars will suit up for the final time. What was that like when you played your final game dealing with the emotions of the end there? It was weird. It was just really strange because it was the end. And it wasn't just the end of of BYU football, which had been my entire focus of my entire life as a, as a young man, not really knowing anything more uh, than that, you know, for the last four years, you know, and then mission in between. And I knew that I was heading off into the NFL after that, into the great unknown. And so on the one hand, this, this warm mother's milk of, of this awesome thing that defined 
me as a human being, which was playing football for BYU at the time, was over now. Now I had to go somewhere else and redefine myself. I had to learn who I was in a different context, in a much more brutal and unforgiving context, and that is a rookie in the NFL. And I knew it was in front of me, but I had no idea what to expect. So on the one hand, it was, it was nostalgia. On the other hand, it was really not scary, but there was a little bit of trepidation because I knew that the, the waters ahead would, would be a lot more turbulent than the waters that I would be stepping out of. Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, uh, let's go ahead and finish with this. What can BYU prove not only to BYU Sports Nation, but to the nation today on the field against Memphis? Well, BYU can prove that, that they are the BYU of Taysom Hill. They can prove that they're the BYU of September, that the nation looked at as a team that had a chance to bust into the New Year's Six Bowls and possibly, maybe, with a lot of help, make it into the playoff. And that team went away when Taysom got hurt and they lost four in a row. Well, this game would give them four in a row to end the season, and it would put BYU back on the map as a team to keep an eye on, not a team that's a contender right now, but a team that's no longer lost in the shadows of the muddle of everybody else. It's now a team that you can look at nationally and say, okay, let's look at BYU again. And if they win this game, then that eyeball will be cast on the Cougars as we head into next season. And, that, and that's important because a lot of it does come down to where BYU is right now. A lot of it comes down to how quickly they get recognized next year in terms of how high they're ranked heading into the season to begin with. Trevor Maddich of ESPN College Football Insider with us. Trevor, always great to talk to you on this Trevor Maddich Monday bowl game edition of BYU Sports Nation. Anytime... You want to come hobnob in Miami? Let, <laughs> let's make it happen. I'll just tell them you guys sent me, and I will say this for the fans. Watch the BYU receivers in this game. That is where BYU will have the edge. And if BYU's receivers dominate in a way that Memphis's cannot, that's where BYU has the best chance to win because Memphis is tough in the trenches. Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Station. Trevor, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Joining us now is the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. Mike, uh, I think this is, is this show appearance number three for you? You're becoming a regular. <laughs> I think it is, Spencer. It is. It is. Thank you. It's great Good to, to be here. to have you with us on set yeah. at Marlins Park. Uh, this has been quite the undertaking for, uh, for you and your conference. And Carlos Padilla, the executive director of uh, the Miami Beach Bowl, what are your impressions of, of what you see thus far as the setup goes? Beautiful setup, and they've worked hard. They've worked for a better part of a year. Uh, we thought that this would be a great place for a bowl game. I mean, Marlins Park is beautiful, the weather, the activities for the teams, the schools. We just thought that, uh, you know, we needed more bowl games, and we think this provides a great opportunity for student-athletes, and you really have a terrific matchup, obviously, with uh, a good BYU team that had overcome a lot of injuries and a Memphis team that's one of our tri-champions. But I love the setup. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium, and we'll build this as a, as a tradition here in South Florida, and I'm, I'm really pleased. Uh, you nailed it. It's been fantastic. It's been great to be in Miami. What's what's the toughest thing about starting a bowl game? Well, it's um, first of all, there's a lot of logistical things. Obviously, that you, many many things you have to do. Uh, financially, you have to make sure it's going to be solvent and ultimately that you can pull it off. We knew how to do it though because we were heavily involved in the Pinstripe Bowl in New York. We were also heavily involved in the game in St. Petersburg. But as a conference, we this was before I got there. We hadn't decided ultimately to own a game, and we thought. 
why don't we own it? Because then it can't be taken away from you. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be in this game year after year. Uh, some of the other bowls that uh, we were heavily involved in, we're not in anymore. And, and, you know, that happens. So this was a chance, I think, to establish something that's going to be good for our conference long term. Other conferences are looking at the model. I mean, we wanted to be bold and innovative. I mean, we're a new a new league, basically. Mm -hmm. We needed to do things that were different. I think BYU really appreciates the opportunity to play in this game this year. I think next year, um, you know, we'll have some other conferences in the future. But it's a great, like you said, South Beach. Uh, how do you have a better experience? Perfect. And, and we tried to make it compact. We didn't want the teams to have to be here for too long. It's before Christmas, which works for the community. It works for the teams. In addition, they, they love the weather. They love the getaway. You know, we've been uh, I've been seeing the post for the Provo weather and the uh, Memphis weather, and it's quite a contrast. And I came from Providence, where our conference office is, and it was uh, snowing the morning I left yesterday. So, well then, um, yes, and I would have come earlier, but I had some functions I had to attend back uh, back north. But uh, again, I think all in all, it's just it's 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 an opportunity for our student athletes to have a great experience, and that's the whole point of the bowl games. Miami weather in December greater than Providence uh, and Provo and Memphis combined. Greater than <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 tough to be 80 degrees. Now, this is a unique setup. This park only holds 36,000, so it's got kind of that. Uh, I guess it's it's kind of like Fenway Park, and there aren't a, a lot of numbers here, but it's uh, you're. You experience the game in a way that you, you wouldn't otherwise in a stadium full of 80 or 90,000 people. So what kind of a reception do you expect from the fans both in the stadium with ticket sales and viewership across the country? Well, I think I think viewership across the country will be outstanding. Now, it, it's, a, it's a, a Monday afternoon before Christmas, and for many people it's still a work day, 2 yeah. o'clock. But there are plenty of people who are home for various reasons. And also, uh, BYU has a national following, which will be, I think, very important to viewership in the game. And our conference, I think, has developed a, a, you know, a, a footprint. Uh, so I think national TV viewing will be good, and I think the the attendance will build gradually. I think this we're hoping to have a representative crowd. I don't think it'll it doesn't hold that many for football, and the way the stadium is set up, the seats will all be good. Everybody will have a great view. Beautiful turf has been installed here, as you can see. Yep. So uh, we're hoping that for a representative crowd, the first time out, um, and uh, and then build it from there. But I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for the teams. That's the key thing, and the coaches. Mike, with this being the fourth BYU game against the AAC this year and several on the docket next year, how would you describe the relationship between BYU and the AAC? Well, we, Jaren, we love that relationship, and I've talked about it many times, and I've been on with, with you uh, before. Um, BYU, again, I go back a long way with BYU, and I've followed college football most of my life, and I, I love the BYU tradition. BYU started something in college football. It's funny, isn't it ironic that we've come full circle? All the offenses that, that you see now are really kind of the offspring of what BYU did originally with all those great quarterbacks with Ty Detmer, with Jim McMahon, yeah. with, you know, Steve Young, with, um, you know, Mark, all, all the great quarterbacks you've had here. Um, and BYU has a great tradition. It also is a great university. Uh, we love the, the values. I mean, that's really important. Look at our league. You know, you have schools like SMU and Tulsa and Tulane in terms of the small private schools. You have major state universities of importance like Cincinnati and UCF and USF. And then you have a state university like UConn's in the top 20 in the country, Temple. Uh, it, we, our, our teams like going to Provo. They enjoy having BYU come to their place. They know that BYU has fans, has a following. They enjoy, and by the way, the, the administration... I've gotten to know President Worthen. I did not know him before this year, uh, and obviously he's the new president. Uh, I knew Cecil Samuelson for, for a number of years. 
Uh, and then Tom Holmo has been a friend for a long time. And these are really quality people. And I go back to the Glenn Tuckett days, Clay Jensen, Rondo Felberg. And I, I've addressed the Cougar Club over the years. The hospitality, the warmth that I was always treated with was just outstanding. So I have a really great feeling for BYU. But I also think, and I made the point, they're a power team. How can you look at BYU's history with a national championship, with great finishes, with as many bowl games as virtually any program, and, and as many wins as virtually any program, and all those great players, a Heisman Trophy winner in Detmer? How do you look at that team and that program and not say they are a power team, especially how they've done the last several years? I mean, look at what they did with Texas this year, Texas last year. And they were decimated by injuries, came back, beat a good Cal team to, you know, to, to finish the season. So we like to play them because we know that we're playing and by the way, our conference had the toughest non-conference schedule of any in the country. And I think the committee would acknowledge that. And the committee has told me that, that we played up. And they were very proud of the way we did that. Now, we had three lost teams that were our tri-champions. So we didn't end up on New Year's Day this year. We could well have. But the point is, when we play BYU, we feel like we're playing a team similar to an SEC team or uh, an ACC team or a Big Ten team. And we played at Ohio State. We played at UCLA, at Ole Miss. We played everywhere this year. Now, this is, that's saying something about uh, the American, because you look at yep. Memphis, one of three tri-champs. They're 9-3. and three. BYU comes in at 8-4. The Cougars want to get to nine wins. Memphis certainly wants to get to double-digit wins. What do you expect to see from these two teams when they hit the field today? Uh, a tough physical game. Uh, a tough physical game. Uh, Memphis uh, has, has developed into a really, really good team. Um, and they've got a good quarterback, obviously. Paxton Lynch does a fine job. He's big, too. He's Six, tall. seven, yeah. Yeah, he's big. And, and they... They're methodical. You know, they can run the ball. They they have a, a controlled offense. Justin Fuente is a terrific coach. I think it'll be a chess match between Bronco and and, uh, and Justin. I think BYU, very physical team. I saw the UCF game down here, went to overtime. Didn't look like UCF was going to win that game at one point. They were down two touchdowns late. Came back, very physical game. Uh, BYU has... Uh, Obviously, without Taysom Hill, you know, they have to have a different kind of offense. But uh, in the trenches, it's going to be probably, I know I, I heard some of the uh, Trevor Maddich, and he talked about the wide receivers and all. I think Memphis has a very good defense. Uh, so does BYU. I expect a close game. I'd be surprised if this game wasn't close. I mean, you never know once, once they hit the sure. field. And bowl games are hard to predict because, you know, your season has ended. Uh, some teams prepare a certain way for bowl games. Others don't. But I think both of these teams are hungry. You know, some teams, you come in, maybe you're 6-6, six and six and your coach is, is gone, and it's not the same. But here you have a 9-3 Memphis team on the rise that was this close to being on New Year's Day. Um, and then you have a BYU team that, again, had had dreams about being undefeated early yeah, on. And yeah. we thought it had a pretty good chance. And then, obviously, a rash of, of serious injuries. So they're happy now to have recovered, and they want to make a good uh, statement at the end of the season. So I would think that both teams are highly motivated. UCF game was start number one for Christian Stewart, Taysom Hill's replacement. Now this is his final start as a senior. Mike, great to have you with us on set on BYU Sports Station. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Spencer, thank you, and thank you, Aaron. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Take care. Great. Great to be with you. Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Remind you, our Twitter question today is, what would getting a ninth win today mean for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, we continue from Miami. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are broadcasting live from Marlins Park at the Miami Beach Bowl. South Beach represent Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. 
countdown to kickoff will go right after BYU Sports Nation wraps up. 18 minutes away from countdown to kickoff. That'll get you set for BYU and Memphis. So stay with BYU TV. By the way, all day is going to be great. Countdown to kickoff next, then ESPN has the game. Right after that, the post game here on BYU TV. And there is a rebroadcast of today's game at 11.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. We've had Trevor Maddich of ESPN on the show on his bowl game thoughts. Uh, also the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. And now we have built up to the president of Brigham Young University, Kevin J. Worthen. Uh, president Worthen, great to have you with us here in Miami. I can say it truly is a pleasure to be in Miami with this weather <laughs> and this kind of setting, I'll tell you. It's if great the, to be if, with you. If The Rock was here, they'd go whoosh Worthen right now. I think. <laughs> Are you okay with that, by the way? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah it works well. It's nice. It's do nice. you, yeah, how do you, do you signal the way that uh, President Samuelson did, or? That, that's what I've decided. I decided if you're going to start a tradition, you've got to do the same thing over and over again. And okay. I think that may be a pretty good tradition. So, so it's two thumbs up. You've carried that on. You've had quite the week in terms of travel and uh, with BYU Athletics. You just came from Oklahoma City watching BYU compete for a national championship. You were there to watch that big win against Texas and then uh, watch them lose in three sets to Penn State. But how, how was that experience for you watching the BYU women's volleyball team? It was a great experience. Uh, you've been with the teams before. And they make an impression both on the court and off the court. It was fun, uh, both games, quite honestly, to see how well they, they performed. But particularly against Texas, it was a lot of fun. They, they just got on top and didn't let Texas back in. And it was a lot of fun to see that. Um, off the court, again, they're, they're just wonderful young women to be with. As we were leaving, one of the security guards said, are you the president of the university? And I said, I am. She said, we've never had kids like this here before. She said, we're not supposed to root for teams. She said, but you ought to know the security staff's been rooting for BYU the whole time. I mean, these are extraordinary young women who had a great run and uh, represented the university very well. We're really, we were really pleased. Yeah, I got the sense that there was no disappointment per se that they lost the national title. Just what a run. You know, you celebrate the fact that they did that. Meanwhile, Saturday, BYU won against Stanford in a nice win for BYU that they probably needed with an injured Tyler Haas. It was pretty impressive. We got, we were able to watch most of that game. We were in a restaurant with the women's volleyball team, and they had it on a big screen there and turned it in and saw Tyler. I didn't even know we, whether he was going to play or not. Yeah. And there he was hitting his first four or five shots, uh, played very well, as, as did the whole team. They made it a little more exciting at the end than I'd like it, but the fans love that kind of stuff, so it turned out all right. Yeah, exciting is, a, is an interesting word yeah. uh, to describe that. I don't know if we were exactly feeling excitement. What's in our, going on? Our hotel yeah. room. We, actually, we actually had a, 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 a problem with the feed at the hotel. It was on ESPNU, yeah. and, and it, would, it, would, it would buffer. I don't know what the right term is. for you know, The shot would go up, and it would just freeze. Mm. So you can imagine how exciting this is as uh, Randall's taking the last shot. You know, it freezes it froze? right there. Oh, right there. No. <laughs> but it turned out okay. That's, what br happened? that's yeah. brutal. Uh, President Worthen of BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation, president of the university, BYU Sports Nation broadcasting live from Miami. Now, we, we've talked about how much fun we've had, and you, you ask me on a regular basis, right. are you having fun? Are you and Jeremy having fun? The answer is yes. Absolutely we are. So now in your new calling, we, we'd like to ask you that question. Are you having fun? I, I really am. Uh, people, I think they probably think I'm crazy, and maybe I am, but I am really enjoying it. It's great to be around the people at the university, particularly the students, but the faculty and staff. And you come to events like this, and, and people really reach out to the university. It's fun to see how many people we have come to the, to the firesides, to all of these kind of things. And, and it really is a, just a lot of fun to be involved. How would you characterize the 2014 BYU football season? It's been, you know, Bronco at the, at the fireside quoted one of the players from an earlier fireside. He said, life's like a roller coaster. And uh, that's what it's been like. You know, and you're going up, 
and all of a sudden you got your hands up and you're looking forward and it's 4-0 and, and we're thinking it's great and then all of a sudden you go back down and uh, but then it comes back up again and, and the real trick is as both the player and bronco said is to sort of keep your hands up when it's going down still have some fun while it's going down yeah and uh, the, the word that comes to mind is resilient i mean this is a team really when it when it hit that skid with the four game losing streak oh. it's easy yeah. to at that point just pack it in and uh, to be able to say no we still have something to offer here win the last four hopefully the, the fifth game in a row makes a huge difference and says a lot about these kids Jordan Leslie uh, has been a graduate transfer and a pleasant surprise for this BYU football team. He says he's petitioning the NCAA to remove October uh, from this year's schedule so that BYU can finish with an undefeated season. season, He's one of the seniors that's going to take the field for the final time with BYU today. Uh, If you had a message for for the players, maybe you'll deliver that to them in the locker room later. I don't know. But what would you say to each of those players that has, uh, you know, given of their time and talents to this BYU football program? Well, the very first thing is to say thank you to them for all the time and effort they put out there. And, and people don't really realize, unless they're really involved closely with these kids, how much time and effort during the season, during the offseason, the kind of commitment that's there. And then we asked them, in addition, as I say, to represent us so well. We've got the firesides. We've got everything else. And, and, and you know, all football players live in a bit of a bubble. But I think particularly at BYU, there are people paying attention to everything they do. They know that, and they, they've represented us so well. So I would just say, first of all, thank you. Second is enjoy the moment because it comes and goes, and you learn things that uh, the wins and losses really do fade away, believe it or not. But the, the, the relationships you have with your teammates, uh, seeing that you can do hard things, that you can be resilient. Because in life, that's one of the great things about sports is you learn 50% of the teams lose. And in life, you, you lose sometimes. And being able to say, okay, how are you going to deal with that? Uh, they've learned some valuable skills, and, and I hope, hope they appreciate that even as they're going through the experience. BYU is a long ways from home. Uh, is this, does this play into the mission of the university to reach out to different parts of the country? Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's one of the things that independence has allowed us to do is travel throughout the country. And, again, we had a fireside last night. I'd guess there were, you know, I'm not very good at these things, but I guess there were probably seven, 800 people there. Wow. There, were, there was a young men's group that came down from Fort Pierce, uh, which is apparently north of here, um, just, uh, just thrilled to be there. Just absolutely thrilled to be there. Some of these young men, that, that their, their corporate advisor said uh, there, were, there were 20 of the 27 young men there whose fathers either were not present or were not members of the church. But these are kids who have joined the church and, and been involved, and they were just in heaven. They, you know, this was better than Disney World for them, and that's part of the experience that we give them. They're, they're there watching, and their eyes are about this big as they go out. So that, that's really a chance to represent the university across the nation. Do you want to pursue bowl games that are in similar distance, I guess, in the future? Well, I'll tell you, for me personally, I want to pursue bowl games that are in warm weather climates. Yes. I'll tell yeah, you that. Yes. That's a Broncos <laughs> thing. It has to be a beach. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, that, that's one of the things that it's not necessarily part of the strategy because there's less leeway in terms of the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, is, it is noted that we play in different locations each year, and, and, and that's part of the strategy as well. Now, you played basketball at the College of Eastern Utah. Um, I I need to up, I need to look up your statistics. I, I'm not. Uh, no, go ahead. They're, they're, they're not worth looking up. <laughs> they're not going to find much there. But you're a very big time sports fan, knowledgeable, and so at some point, I think I think we need to get you on as a as a basketball analyst and and dissect the season. Yeah, I was just talking. You you just met with Commissioner Oresco, who had a career at ESPN and, and CBS Sports, and uh, 
And I, and I asked him last night, he was talking about coaches. He said, some of them are really good and some of them aren't. And he, I said, how long does it take you to find out if they're not very good? He said, about three minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to run that risk, you know. Yeah. The, the legend sometimes better just leaving it alone that way. So. Very good. President, it's always great to have you with us. Uh, before you go, is, is there anything that BYU Sports Nation and the BYU Sports Nation Karma can do for you? Well, just keep the karma going to this football okay. team yes. and to the men's and women's basketball team in the immediate future, and that would be great. But I'm excited the way things have turned out with BYU Sports Nation. I was around. Uh, I don't want to take any credit for it because the idea was presented to me when I was the vice president there, but just thrilled at how well things have turned out. And, and it does look like you're having fun, so I hope that's the case because it does at, make a difference. We're at least having that. That's yeah. what we know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I do hear from people throughout the country who are watching, who are listening, and it makes a difference to have that connection obviously with sports, but back to BYU. And, and, and just want to say thank you to both of you for representing us so well. I mean, I think you capture well the, the spirit of what we're trying to do and the enthusiasm we have. So I appreciate all you're doing. My favorite guest we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. This is, this is a peak moment. The only way it would make it better is if BYU can go out on the football field and get a win. Today. I would, I would take that. Absolutely. Keep that karma going yeah. in that direction. Yeah. We will do that. Uh, pleasure to have you with us, President, and uh, we'll talk to you soon in the future. All right. Look forward to it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a cap on this show from Marlins Park before countdown to kick off final thoughts on the way. BYU and the all-whites warming up. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store and by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan from Miami. Great show today. We talked to Trevor Maddich of ESPN, Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, and just talked to President Kevin J. Worthen, the president of Brigham Young University. That's how we roll on game day, on bowl game day. That's exactly right. And BYU is out in the all-whites warming up right now. Looking awesome. The backdrop of the stadium is unbelievable. Uh, it it looks good on TV. We saw it in pictures before we came out here, and we're both just blown away. I, st I in still person. Have, I still have questions about the integrity of the grass where there was dirt. We'll see how that plays out. BYU warming up on it right now. But uh, just a reminder: countdown to kickoff coming up next in about six minutes, right here on BYU TV. You'll be a part of that with Dave Blaine, Brian, David back in Provo. Also tomorrow, BYU Sports Nation. Dave and Blaine are hosting the show in Provo before they have the UMass game live on BYU TV. And, oh, by the way, after further review, we'll be on tomorrow. So a busy day for those guys. What a guys. Tuesday for Dave and Blaine. This is a new adventure for them. It's a Tuesday for those because guys. Because <laughs> one of us have been involved in all 345 broadcasts that BYU Sports Nation has put on. Until at tomorrow. Least until tomorrow. Yeah. I, I figured now is a good time so to take a So don't mess it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are at Marlins Park, a little over an hour away from kickoff between BYU and Memphis in the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl. We've been asking you today, what would getting a ninth win today mean for BYU football? Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet. Okay, here we go. Pulling up some tweets right now. <laughs> I was going to say, you got any tweets, I'm like, I'm not you got any any tweets, tweets on your phone? Here we have one from at ID Video. A win today will help make this season a bigger success. Yes. Tough in the middle with injuries, but pulled it back together. And there's that. Yeah. If you look up the definition of salvage, that's probably it right there. Yes. And to certain BYU fans, that's not what they wanted out of the season. And over time, you just have to come to terms with that. It's not the, it's, well, it wasn't Taysom Hill, even Jamal Williams. That's the thing, though. BYU got so snake bitten. It wasn't just that it was Taysom Hill. It was everybody else. If everybody but Taysom Hill stays healthy, BYU wins 10 or 11 games, in my opinion. Yeah, you, they, you would think if, if they're winning, 
eight games and have a chance to win nine, if, certainly you, if they have one of their other players. You would have beat UCF. You would have beat Nevada, I think. Yeah, Jamal Williams, did. he played one snap in the UCF game. One. Yeah, and then, you, then you're like, you know what? Without Taysom Hill, you lost Utah State. Maybe you lose one other. I don't know. At Cougar underscore Nate, a win today makes October not hurt as much. It means the Cougs recovered from a lot of adversity. A good season. So he's on par with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, nine wins with all those injuries, that's that's the message. My fear is if BYU doesn't win, then you're eight wins in a row, three, eight wins three years in a row. That's not where BYU wants to be, per se. And here, here's, the, here's the other side of this. At Foof's Chili Plate, it'll be better than a loss but mean very little. Just another season in a string of overall disappointing seasons. So we've seen both sides of this The standard's high. I get that. Across BYU Sports Nation. For us, it's, yeah, with, with a healthy team, nine wins, no. That, that's, that would have been that's, unacceptable that's, with that's, the healthy not, team. That's yeah. not what you wanted or expected. But you have to change your expectations as things develop. Yeah, you're, if you, you're kidding if, yourself if you don't do that. If you don't, you'll just be disappointed. Yeah. All right, time now for our Rise and Shout, brought to you by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I and, say we give it to Tyler Haas. Yes. We didn't even know if he'd be able to play. One week after an ankle sprain, Saturday puts up 24 against Stanford in a win BYU had to have. He gets today's Did he shout. look at all? Like, no, I, did, I never thought. I yeah, never known hampered. he was injured. I never thought that. He made his first five shots. Tyler Haas, a well-deserved Rise and Shout. Big thanks to all of our guests today and the crew here. Fantastic work, everybody. It's, it's been Walk amazing. Scott and Craig Camp and Ben Bagley and Michael Miner and Lauren Franken showed up to help us out. It's, it's been it's been an unbelievable yeah, run. Crazy Thursday, effort. Friday, Saturday, Monday. It's been fantastic. We appreciate everyone involved and you for tuning in to watch and listen. Countdown to kickoff coming up next. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYU. Do you have anything to throw? Yeah, I have your makeup. Okay, yep, that's <laughs> there. For Jeremiah Spencer, Let's shout go. out to Matt Allen, BYU Sports Nation on Bowl Game Day. We're out.